car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. And welcome back to another episode. Thank you for joining us. We're going to revisit a topic that we discussed quite a while ago, but is very timely for this season. All of us are in the parking lots. We're putting our gifts in the trunk. We're putting our gifts in the back seat. We're not paying attention to what's going on. We're going to be talking to Mary Cristofano from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and she's got some very good pointers to keep us safe this holiday season. And this was a response from an email that we got from Bev, and she had some questions about being safe in a parking lot. She's a little older. She felt a little bit more vulnerable, and we're going to just meld these two together and see if we can find some solutions for not only Bev, but for you as well. And of course, we're going to have our gadget guru back, Peter Sudak. He's got another economically priced gadget for us, especially this season of the winter solace is coming up. We're going to be having our headlights on even more, and Peter's going to help us see the light. So let's get on with our show and talk to our email writer. Again, uh, Bev has some questions regarding her safety in parking lots. She's a little older and not so sure-footed like she used to be. Let's give Bev a call and get the show rolling. Hello? Hi, Bev. This is Pam. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. I am answering your email. And okay. And we were talking about that you had some personal safety concerns about being in the parking lot at the grocery store or shopping center. Tell yes. me a little bit about it. Yes, I do. I'm getting older now, and I need to know how to help myself to become safer. Um, what can I do when I come out of the stores and go proceed to go to my car in the parking lot. Oh, I can understand that. Yes, you know, that just doesn't apply to, you know, older individuals, but all of us in general, we, we need to pay attention to our surroundings and our environment. But um, what do you do now? Well, one thing I do now, this is um, in the daytime or nighttime, actually, I make sure that when I go to my car and go down the aisle in the parking lot, mm-hmm. I go in the center. Oh. And uh, then when I get closer to my car, I don't hesitate or stop, but I just kind of scan the sides of the car, mm-hmm. my vehicle, okay. and kind of look, you know, kind of glance underneath is, without bending over and such. Okay. And then I get in my car. All right, and that's about all you do or anything else? Uh, No. Uh, The other thing that I do, um, say, for instance, if there's an occasion where I have to be out at night uh, and I come out of, say, the grocery store, I go uh, down the aisle the same way in the center, but as I get out of the store and proceed to go down the aisle, I push the panic button on my keychain. Okay. And I keep that on until I get inside of my vehicle 
And as soon as I lock my door, I turn off the panic button. Wow, I bet that's quite a noise, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I feel that way it would draw people's attention. And people look? And people will look. They, they, so they do look? You've done this? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, they do look. Mm-hmm. Because well, they know that, you know, possibly somebody is trying to enter your vehicle or whatever, you know. <clears throat> okay, so, you know, when you started doing these things, I mean, did you did you have a problem in the past that specific uh, No, I never myself have had a problem, but I know of other um, um, women who have. Uh-huh. And uh, I just thought this would be a good idea to get some information as to how I can help myself. Well, that's a good start, but today uh, we're going to get you a little bit more help. Mary Cristofano from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Let's ask Ms. Cristofano what her opinion is and what she thinks about your two methods of being safe out in the parking lots. How oh, that, that sounds sound? wonderful. Okay, so hold on and let's talk to Mary, shall we? Yes, let's. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Mary speaking. Hi, Mary. This is Pam. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you today? Good. Thank you for joining us today uh, regarding uh, automobile uh, personal safety. And if you could just tell us, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a business manager with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and I have a very huge interest in personal safety. Uh, I was a victim of crime a number of years ago, and I made it uh, a point to study all I could as far as safety and personal safety and protection. Mm -hmm. I was a victim more than once. I'm going to do everything I can to prevent this from happening again. So I took courses, I read everything I could on safety, and I found uh, uh, Refuse to Be a Victim with the NRA, and it gave a lot of information. That was one of the things I used to teach years ago. Oh, wow. So after you learned it, you taught it. Yes, I did, because, I, it, like I said, it's very personal to me, mm-hmm. and I was happy to pass the information on because I wanted to help other people so it wouldn't happen to them. You just want that extra step for everybody. Yes, it's important. I think it's get any kind of important part of people taking care of themselves just to be able to go out in society and feel safe. Well, yeah, of course. Today's topic, we were talking about safety in the parking lots, getting to and from your vehicle. We had a caller from... Uh, Fort Myers, and um, she said that, you know, she's getting older, and it's a little harder for her to maneuver like she used to, mm-hmm. and somebody told her to hit the panic button, then go to your car? Well, there's different things you can go when you're approaching a vehicle. Mm-hmm. When Say you're leaving a shopping center, you don't want to have your arms all full of packages and things like that. If you're buying yeah. things, take a few at a time to your car. Uh, and always have your keys out before you approach your car. It's oh. good to be prepared. And then look around your car and be aware of your surroundings. Look mm-hmm. at who's around. And if someone looks suspicious, go back into the shopping center or wherever you're at and ask for a security guard. Oh, will know, they do that? Ask for a security guard that can escort you to the car. That's what they're there for. Oh. And you can do things uh, when you approach your vehicle. You have a key fob. You don't. Uh, you hit the button that opens just the, the driver's side door, and okay. then that way you won't have all the car doors open in case someone tries to get in your vehicle. Oh. And then lock it immediately once you're in. 
And before you approach your car, make sure there's no one in the back seat or no one around your car. If it looks suspicious or you see people that look like they might want to do you harm, be aware of that and go back in wherever you were and ask someone to escort you to your car. Uh, And it's important for people, she said that she's getting older, but at, at any age it can happen to you. What do they look for? Okay, if anything that seems out of the ordinary, you know, people can hide in the back seats of vehicles, and then when you get in, you know, they've they've got control over you, you know, so or anyone under the vehicle, people hiding maybe behind cars that might jump out at you, you know, you uh, uh, don't put yourself in a situation where okay, I'm going somewhere at night in in the neighborhood that's not a safe neighborhood, you know, you have to be careful, don't. Try not to put yourself in those situations. Uh, sh- do your shopping during the daylight hours when you know you can. Uh, there's security available at the places that you shop. And even if you're in the grocery store or something, the store manager will be happy to escort you to your car. Oh. So usually you can find someone to help you if you have any kind of fear of going to your vehicle by yourself. You have to use good judgment. Walk in well-lit areas. Uh, she mentioned the key fob, the panic button. Mm-hmm. If you somebody approaches you and you're afraid, if you hit that off and it'll make a loud noise and make the your your car horns going off and everything, it'll attract attention. And you know the people who want to do you harm don't want to attract attention. You know they're more uh, the type that if they hear noise, they'll run away because they might get caught. Oh, so, so that really does work the key fob. Absolutely, and yelling. And if you are approached and you're afraid of someone when you're in a parking lot, you can actually go under a vehicle and hold your arms and legs close to your body, and it's very difficult for them to get at you. They're not going to roll on the ground and try to get at you. They're going to run away and say it's not worth it. You know, so those oh. are little hints. Yeah, you might get your clothes dirty or something, but those are little hints that you can think of uh, when you're in that type of situation and try not to feel helpless. There are things you can do. and. And you can actually rehearse these things in your mind so that when you do go out and you're in situations like that, you're not so afraid because the people who want to do you harm, they're going to look for the easiest victim. They're going to look for the person that's scared and cowering because uh, that's an easy target for them. Mm-hmm. If you walk strong and walk tall and you're in control of your personal space, you're going to be less of a victim. That way, they're going to go pick somebody who's an easier victim. Okay. What recommendations would you give somebody who had broken down on the side of the road? If you break down on the side of the road with cell phones and OnStar in vehicles, usually you have some help. You you call the emergency numbers right away mm-hmm. and let them know. Uh, you can request that you know if you're on I-75 or one of the highways. Uh, the big highways, and whether it be in Florida or where we're at or another state, uh, you can call the highway patrol, and they will actually come out along with the service vehicle, and you can ask for that. Oh. You can also uh, be very careful if people stop to help you. You don't have to get out of the car or roll down the window if you don't feel safe. You can tell them, thank you, I'm waiting for the tow truck. Um, and always pull off the road to make sure there's enough space and uh, because sometimes your car can be hit when you pull off to the side of the road too but uh, always call for help call mm-hmm. for assistance and if you don't feel comfortable with someone helping you you know just tell them I've 
help is on the way, I've called the police. If you tell them, if they're someone who wants to do you harm and you say, hey, I called the police, they're not going to stick around. Really? Okay. And uh, always maintain your vehicle. Make sure that you take it in and it's in good repair and you have a full tank of gas when you go out on the, the highways so you have the less likelihood of something happening where your car breaks down. I think cars nowadays are a little more reliable than in the old days, so oh, yes. uh, we don't see as much of that. But uh, don't panic if something happens to your car. Call for help. There's plenty of help out there, and they'll be happy to come by and take care of things. And uh, if it's at night, uh, if you want, you can flash your lights. Uh, they have suggestions to uh, tie something uh, or put a little white handkerchief outside your window so that, or lift up the your car hood so people know that uh, the car is disabled and it attracts their attention then so that they don't hit you. I appreciate you taking time with us today, Mary. Oh, I'm happy to help. Like I said, it's a, one of my missions uh, to keep people safe, and I'm happy to do what I can. Well, thank and you. And thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Well, Beth had wonderful suggestions with the key fob and walking down the center of the aisle and practice those deterrents. Mary made some good points too, like scanning the parking lot for suspicious people before heading out to your car or ask for an escort, something that I was not aware of. So while visiting a local shopping mall, I wanted to see how this escort service worked. As Mary suggested, I stopped at the information booth and asked to have a security guard escort me to my vehicle. And you know what? Within five minutes, an employee of the mall walked me to my car. It was that simple. And for those of you who shop alone, cut your chances of being one of the victims that Mary was talking about and ask for help, just like I did. Don't be shy. Be safe. Ask for help. And not from a stranger. That's just as bad as going it alone. Just because they're dressed nicely doesn't mean that they can be trusted with your safety. Who knows if they are scouting a victim out to follow into the parking lot in the first place. Another example I tried was the key fob panic alarm. And Bev, she was right. Even though the general public is used to hearing car alarms in parking lots, people still look when a car alarm did not reset immediately. Like someone accidentally pressed the button while trying to get into their car. Haven't we all? There are a few other examples that I would like to pass on to you as well. One, if shopping at night, park under a light. Criminals don't like lighted areas. The security light cuts down the chances that you or your vehicle are victimized. Remember to remove all valuables from view in the cab of your vehicle. Why have your vehicle broken into and vandalized just because of a few items you left on the seat or dash? It's just not worth it. Have your keys ready. Don't be digging into your pockets or purse, trying to juggle bags while walking through the parking lot. Boy, you're just asking for it. And another good one. Don't walk and talk or text while going through the parking lot. Whatever it is you have to say to someone, it can wait. Not only are you distracted from watching for opportunists, somebody may not see you in their vehicle's blind spot and begin pulling out of their parking place. It's tragic either way. And don't sit in your vehicle in a parking lot and chat. Window glass is easily shattered by the smallest of objects with very little force. Why follow all these safety rules and get in your vehicle and then blow up by loitering in your car while on the cell phone? If you have to talk, 
move your vehicle to an area that's very visible, and then talk all you want. I like this tip. Don't park next to a large pickup or a van. This obstructs everyone's view of your vehicle and you getting in and out of your car. And I know, with today's influx of SUVs, trucks, oh, those crossover vehicles, it's just hard not to park next to one, but try. And then if you really, really want to draw attention to yourself, there is this personal alarm, this ear-splitting personal safety device, and I'm telling you it's ear-splitting, is available at most gun ranges, discount mega stores, and sporty goods stores. Most are the size of a kumquat or small orange and can easily fit onto your key ring. This device, unlike pepper spray that can be used against you in a scuffle with a criminal, cannot harm you. It will only draw attention. And believe me, this noise would make anyone look. I've heard it and it is loud. And ladies, please, 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 don't leave your purse unattended in the basket at a grocery store or in the parking lot while placing your groceries into the trunk. This is a true story it happened to one of my customers. She was shopping in a very safe neighborhood. She was concentrating on what type of ice cream to get her family that week. And then the next thing she knew, she was getting shoved into the ice cream freezer and someone was running off with her purse in the grocery store. Needless to say, some good Samaritans subdued the criminal before he could get out the door. But still, in any case, there are people around you in the store. In the parking lot is a different story. You won't have a dozen or so people around to help you out. The whole premise of this topic is to keep you safe, not to scare you. The only time you should be afraid is when you don't pay attention to your surroundings. Now that we have talked about how to be safe and be seen in parking lot situations, let's discuss how to see and be seen while driving our vehicles. So it's that time in our show to talk to our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. Like I said, Peter has a gadget this week for all of us that's beneficial to those who have an older vehicle, and it's kind of hard to see through that headlight lens from years of sun exposure, exposure to the elements, uh, chemicals, so on and so forth. Peter has an inexpensive solution for us, and it's going to help us get through this winter season. Lord knows that we have those lights on almost all the time while we're driving during the winter, and this is going to let us be seen as well to see other objects on the road. So uh, let's give Peter a call. How are you today? Good. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, we've been talking about vehicle safety and being safe in your car, and the topic came up of being seen and being able to see, and that brings us to you. Maybe you can explain that icky yellow stuff that gets on the headlight lenses. What is that? Uh, that's basically an oxidation between the sun and the plastic in the lens. It just creates a chemical reaction that basically turns it yellow. It's not a really a preventative measure to stop it. It's just the way, just the way the sun and the plastic intermix over over time. Uh-huh. Is there anything that we can do to uh, yes, reverse it? Yes, auto parts stores they sell a very simple kit to use to clean that oxidation off. Scrubbing it with a scrub brush or anything doesn't work. It has to use these kit with a chemical. Okay. And um, what happens? is it's just basic it's it's a three it's a three-step kit 
and the instructions are very simple, and you can probably do both lenses in about an hour. Oh, so I could do this in my driveway then? Yes. Okay, so it's that simple, and it's it's not going to make my hands turn yellow or anything like that. No, you might you probably might want to wear a pair of gloves just to be on the safe side, but no, it's not going to make your hands turn yellow or anything like that. It takes the yellow stuff off real well. Uh, Real easy. Okay. Well, if I couldn't do it myself because, well, I just wasn't capable or I lived in a condo or something like that, do you think maybe like a car wash, would they would do that? Or like my dealership or my independent auto repair center do uh, something we like could that? Probably, probably a detail shop would be able to do it for you. More than mm -hmm. likely, they've got the technology to do it now, now that they found the chemicals to break that up. But basically, car washes... Uh, I don't know if the automotive repair shops to build other repair shops to be able to do that for you or not, but so it depends. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, and we appreciate it. Okay. And we'll Thanks talk to calling. you next week. Take care. Okay. Bye, bye bye. So, on Peter's advice, I went to the local auto parts store to see what products were available to clean my headlight lenses, and you know, he's right. There had to be more than a dozen products dedicated to clean those lenses. It was located next to the car wax and wash products. But which one to choose? After reading the directions on several to see if it was easy as Peter said, and according to the directions it sounded like it, I asked one of the parts specialists which one they recommended to their customers. After purchasing the product, I asked a customer if I could clean their yellow lenses on their older luxury vehicle. I explained that we were testing this product on their vehicle and, according to the directions on the package, it guaranteed that it would remove the oxidation and restore their headlights' ability to illuminate the roadway. With this product, it was a two-part process. Before starting any automotive project, I put on latex gloves to protect my skin from chemicals associated with automotive repair. Then, I opened that package. It came with two different grades of very fine sandpaper, an acidic wash to be placed on a provided towelette and a small container which I would describe as a car wax-like substance to be placed on the lenses at the end of the process. Between the applications and drying times, the entire process took under an hour. And you know what? While it doesn't look like it came off the showroom floor, it looks pretty close to it. And it made the vehicle look years younger, which didn't hurt its resale value either. A couple of days later, I asked my customer if they noticed a difference between the before and after lens cleaning application. They heartily agreed that the headlights had a notable improvement illuminating the roadway at night. If you are unable to do repairs on your own vehicle, whether it's due to a condo rule or you're just physically unable to do so, I called several area car wash detail establishments and inquired if their facilities performed headlight deglazing. All but one provided the service. The average price was $50 compared to the $17 I spent at the auto parts store. I would side with Peter on this service. If needed, get your headlight lenses refinished. It benefits you, your vehicle, and allows others to see you coming at night. And that about wraps up our show this week. Again, uh, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. And we want everyone out there to have a safe holiday season. Please don't take any chances. We hope this past year that we've helped you out. And we're looking forward to continuing your education next year so you can truly be a savvy car care consumer. And until next time, take care.
Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on her website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.